All right, everybody, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Experts and Idiots podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Calvin. And this is the one of the preparation episodes going into playoff time. Yeah, playoffs start in two weeks for most leagues, right after those week 14 buys. If you are in some unfortunate leagues, like one league that we're in, that starts the playoffs in week 14, good luck. Uh, you're going to need it. Yeah, especially with all the mediocre football that we've been talking about has been going on. Goodness gracious. Like the NFL has a football problem right yes. now. Yes, unfortunately, too. It's not good football that's being played. It's not. I mean, we're seeing scoring down. We're seeing offense down. We're seeing passing down. And I saw a really wonderful piece a while back um, on ESPN. It was uh, Dan Orlovsky, it was Mina Kimes, uh, it was Ryan Clark, um, and I think it was Damian Woody. But they were talking about why we're seeing scoring down so much. It's because run games are up. We're seeing a whole lot more zone power. We're seeing a whole lot more counter runs. We're, instead of seeing kind of these off-tackle, let's shoot it outside. Because we've built the NFL defense to say, hey... I'm going to chase you sideline to sideline. It's the Von Miller defense, right? And so what are offensive offenses doing? Okay, we'll run it right at you, see if you can stop us. And you know who it really, really works for? Big, powerful running backs. So I have an idea that this might be plaguing the Arizona Cardinals as well. Because they have zero size on offense? Well, not only that, they have Kyler Murray. And yep. what is he known for? Running around. Exactly. It's so, backyard football. So with Kyler what Murray. does the defense only have to worry about? All the defense has to do with Kyler is just drop back and let him let him try and throw it. Exactly. They don't have well no, all they have to do is pressure him to make him throw. And it's either they make him throw or they sack him. Because that's all he's gonna do is run the ball. And you look at it, what the out of the Oh, wrong way. Out of the four games that he that they've won, uh, one of which he wasn't playing, like yeah, he's scoring a lot of points, so he's doing your fantasy team good because he's running around. Exactly, yeah. but what what the what's the rest of the team doing, and why aren't they winning? Because all they're doing is running the ball. Well, that's actually not true. Because a surprising thing for you before he got hurt, Hollywood Brown was a top ten fantasy wide receiver this year. So I'm, they are throwing the ball. They're just not having success. I mean, and Kyler in his post-game press conference came out and said, you know, we're expletived uh, schematically because I think that Cliff Kingsbury might be the problem there. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if I believe that Cliff is the reason that the Arizona Cardinals are, are bad. I think that he's a big part of that. Um, I was... Uh, mentioned a trade or uh, trade a a higher end fire that could happen that could be beneficial Eric B enemy hired as as Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury hired as the OC to work with Patrick Mahomes again I think that Cliff Kingsbury would be great um, as an OC that was his initial role at uh, um, USC 
before he took the head coaching job. I think that he can draw up an offensive scheme, um, but I don't know that he can lead a team the way that it needs to be led. Now, yeah. I also don't think that Eric Bieniemy is that guy. I think that if he wants a head coaching shot, he's probably exhausted his options and probably needs to go to college to get I that. I mean, I'm still much very okay with him staying the OC at Kansas City. But are, that could are be... Are you, though? Because I don't think that the players are. I think that was just a game. I There has been multiple times where Patrick Mahomes has gone to the sideline and has gotten after the enemy. They just don't show it on national TV. I still... I. I mean, but that's every team and every coach. No, it's not. Yeah. No. I hope. <laughs> no. <laughs> believe me, it's not. Not every team has a Patrick Mahomes that they can do that with. That's true. But also, not every team is doing dumb things on offense. Like, you're a Chiefs pseudo fan, right? Pseudo. You're a Jets fan at no, heart. We no, know no, no, no. Absolutely not. You're I'm a Jets Chiefs. fan. How much chief stuff do I have and how much jet stuff do you're I have? You're compensating. No. <laughs> um, no, but here's the thing. Did you watch the Chiefs game? Yeah. Why on earth was Sky Moore trying to throw a pass in the red zone? You had two guys open in the end zone. Why was the ball not in Patrick Mahomes' hands? Because the enemy's drawing it up like that. I still want to know why is the ball not in the best player in football's hands? I still want to know why we keep putting Sky Moore back to recover punts when he's muffed three this year. Great question. So but, that just comes down to Sky Moore. No, but the question: Why is the ball in his hands to throw it? That's the problem. Yeah. So I think that the enemy. Also, there was so much helium about the enemy as a head coach these last two years. Why didn't he get a job? Because he doesn't interview well. He's got to go to college. He's got to polish up those skills. I think he'd do okay as a college head coach. The Colorado job's open. That's where he went to college. Like, that just makes too much sense. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We got time. Yeah. Plus, also, there's all of the uh, Sean Payton rumors. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, there are tons and tons of rumors right now of Sean Payton to the Chargers. Really? Yep. That's not a place that I thought he would be looking at. You thought he'd go to Dallas, didn't you? Yeah. Well, good old Jerry doesn't seem to do that. The rumors are the Cardinals and the Chargers. Huh. You're Googling it right now. I am, yes, because I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Sean Payton might be making a return here soon. You being a pseudo Chargers fan, how do you think of uh, Sean Payton coming there? I would love that. Yeah, I would. I would love that. He's an offensive guy. He's going to do wonders for that offense that is underperformed under Brandon Staley. Um, I think Sean Payton would elevate that team to be the team that we've all thought that they were. Well, at least that I have thought they were for the past several years. After watching him with Drew Brees, I mean, really, I mean, Drew Brees was a great quarterback, but really anything, I I trust Sean Payton with really any team. Yeah, absolutely, I would. The guy, And plus, you want to look at like just a character guy. Yeah, he's had some issues, but he has come out, he has worked through them, he has overcome them. 
Um, I think that he's a high character head coach as well. One that your fan base can really get behind. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. Well, what, uh, enough delaying. What do, what do we want to get into today? Well, I think we got to get into the, are you for reals? And it, uh, it starts off with Josh Jacobs. Is the, he, is it a, are you for reals or is it about time? See, but here's the thing. It's not about time. Because Josh Jacobs had the game of his life, 303 total yards. Um, he had 48 points, ton of rushing work, ton of receiving work. And he had 73 receiving yards as well on like seven catches. Didn't he score three touchdowns? Yeah, three touchdowns, 48.3 points. But here's the other thing. He has one, two, three, four games over 30 points this year. That is uh, close to tops in the NFL. Do you want to know something else? On a points per game basis this year, Josh Jacobs is running back two. Yeah, but that's only because he's had those four big games. Like, And I think this is part of the downfall of being on the Raiders. He's very inconsistent. And he's got, yeah, he's got the four games above 30 points. He's also got four games below 12. But if you had a running back right now and you could say, hey, I can guarantee you four wins on the season, you would take that. But next week they play the Chargers. How many points are you willing to guarantee that he's going to get? Like, look, looking at that, is it going to be seven or is it going to be another 35? Like, how many points do you think he's actually going to get? So, <clears throat> they played the Chargers in week one. He got 8.3 fantasy points. I think that he's going to be somewhere in the middle. Because right now, that offense is running through him. And it wasn't at the beginning of the season. So, I think that we're getting to a more balanced approach from Las Vegas. The Raiders are going to run the ball a lot more. And so... I think that he's probably going to be in the 18 to 24 range, which is still firmly in RB1. I'm You're, willing to take under on that. You'll take the under on that? I'm willing to take under on 20. Are, are we locking the bet in? Yes, this early. I'm willing this to take early? I'm willing to take under on 20 points. So let, let let's break down what 20 points looks like. <coughs> right? So 20 points would be let's so let's say he gets six catches for 40 yards and has a hundred yards rushing. Mm -hmm. That would get him 20 points. Okay. Or if he gets six catches for 40 yards and uh, then rushes for another 40 and scores a touchdown. I think that that gets him 20 points as well. These are very realistic scenarios that Josh Jacobs could get. Um, so I'm going to say Josh Jacobs 20 points are over. Lock that in. Okay. And if you've listened, if you've been a longtime listener to our podcast, you'll know I was high on Josh Jacobs last year. I was a year early. Week uh, 12? Week 12, yeah. Welcome, everybody, in the TikTok live. Um, We'll just, uh, while Ryan's typing away, if you do have any fantasy football questions, feel free to drop them. Start sit questions, trade questions. Um, we'll get to all of them. 
All right. That is in. Next question. Are you for reals? Uh, Jeff Saturday, not using timeouts tonight. Yeah. And did you hear his comments in the press conference? He just didn't feel like time was of the essence. I, I don't know how I feel about that answer. I still know how I feel about Jeff Saturday. I don't know what I feel about that answer. Yeah, I, that answer is not a good one optically. Like if you're a team that is struggling and you just lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers who are bad this year because you didn't feel like time was of the essence and if you'd taken your timeouts, your team was playing well, you could have won. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. That may be one of the big reasons why he is just the interim head coach and will not be getting the job next year. Yeah. I I mean, if it was a different team and you were trying to rush to score and keep the clock running so that they wouldn't be able to score, I completely understand. However, playing the Steelers, they're not a run the field in 22nd threat. So you should have taken the timeouts could have kept the clock, been able to, you know, use the time to call effective plays and score the winning touchdown or the tying touchdown for overtime. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that it was really bad clock management. Also, the people are showing you love in the uh, TikTok chat. Roll Tide. Yeah, Kyle, just stop. All right. we <laughs> Just stop. Iron, like Auburn had a bad enough year. This year, I already knew they weren't going to beat Alabama. And the Cowboys are garbage. Okay. Roasted. That's on the as, other podcast. As Logan would say, boom, roasted. No, he's he's ripping off <laughs> a very famous television show to do that. But still, that's what Logan says. <laughs> this is true. A um, couple more. Are you for real? The Jacksonville offense. Zay Jones was the man of the hour, okay? So he came in to week 12 with 145 receiving yards, 11 catches, and a two-point conversion. Good for 27.5 points. But here's what's more impressive. The Jacksonville Jaguars, with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson at the helm, for the very first time going into... The fourth quarter, when they were trailing by seven, they came back and they won the game for the first time in their history. Yeah, I was watching that game for a bit, um, and then the Chiefs game started. So, obviously, I flipped over to watch the Chiefs game. But I was watching it, and I'm like, hey, Jacksonville might actually beat Baltimore. And then Lamar actually threw the ball 60 yards down the field, completed a pass. They went and scored. I'm like, nope, game's over. And then I see... Jacksonville won. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was not, because it was less than a minute when Baltimore scored. Yep. I was so surprised. I kind of wish that I had stayed to watch the end of that game. So here's here's the question. We're going to go back to a, one of our very first bets, one of our long-standing bets. Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson? It's really shaping up to look like Trevor Lawrence right now. Now, look at the beginning of the season. What were we saying? Well, the beginning of the season, Zach Wilson was hurt. 
No, when Zach Wilson was playing, <laughs> what were we saying? We were saying Zach looked okay, but uh, we were he, saying it was he was doing better than Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Multiple people in our podcast were. That's that's fair. Um, but now Zach's been benched. He's got the yips, and a lot of people are saying he's played his last game as a New York Jet. I don't want to believe that. I think he could stick around next year, but at the same time, um, how much love does Green Bay actually have for Jordan Love? I don't know if they have a lot. Trade Jordan Love for Zach Wilson. Um, I don't know if that would go over well. You put Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, two very arrogant, two me, me, me quarterbacks in the same room together. Now, granted, they have this little off-field friendship because Zach Wilson looks up to Aaron Rodgers for some reason. Um, I don't know if that works as a quarterback room. That's a great way to lose your locker room, I think. <laughs> I mean, but still, I think Zach Wilson needs to learn from a veteran. I Most of these, almost all of these rookie quarterbacks, I think they need to learn from a veteran before they start playing. Go back to the old school ways with a quarterback. Yeah. So why not have him be the understudy in Green Bay or go to Tampa before Tom actually retires? Okay, answer me this question. Do you honestly believe that Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady are willing to mentor somebody else as long as they think they still have gas in the tank? I think Aaron Rodgers is a lot more than Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is the one who's come out and said, no, I'm not doing that. I still think he'd be more willing to. I mean, not. In a, I don't think that when we're talking mentor, I don't think what they're meaning is I'm not going to sit down with this person and hold their hand through everything and be. No, 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 no. no. That's but I unfortunately, I think that's what they interpret the mentorship as being when we're talking about hey go you know analyze watch what they're doing tell them what they could be doing better the movement wise the throwing you know everything like that just go and be that veteran quarterback in the room so that the rookie can learn what they need to do and actually be beneficial to the team later on yeah, it's possible, but I don't think that though either of those two teams are willing to give up what it would take to get Zach Wilson from the Jets. So where do you think he goes? Because he's not leaving the NFL. He's too young. No, and he was a number two overall pick, so he's going to get a lot of chances just because of his pedigree. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Rams take a shot on him. Um. Denver could probably send something. They, they're in a world of hurt at quarterback, and they're locked in for another years. I mean, the the thing that Zach Wilson needs to be a good quarterback is an O-line, an actual O-line, not garbage cans, and more than one receiver that can catch the ball. Yeah, uh, I think that that's true, but I think also he needs to figure something out mentally because I think in his head right now he's he is not able to complete the throws that he used to be able to make right he's got some mental block uh call it the yips call it 
you know, whatever you would like to call it, he's got something going on that is preventing him from, from, from being a quarterback. Yeah. But Denver could be that. But not with that head coach. <laughs> no, they really can't. Hackett can't hack it. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not going to be it there. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying like out of, out of who we're saying, Denver could be the best fit right there for Zach Wilson. Yeah, I think so. They've got talent on the O-line and pass catchers and yeah. Um, but we're talking about Denver. Why don't we go ahead and jump into Denver real quick? What do you want to talk about Denver? About the Russell Wilson contract? Yeah, what you were t- what you were telling me beforehand. Okay. Um, do you know that Russell Wilson's contract has not gone into effect yet? No, I was unaware of that. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if it goes into effect at the start of next season or the end of next season. I think it's the end of next season is when this mega contract that he signed with the Broncos goes into effect. So are we talking Brock Osweiler 2.0 here? Uh, worse. Okay. Worse. Um, if the Broncos were to cut him at the end of next season or de- or at the beginning of next season and designate him as a June 1st cut, do you want to know what the dead cap hit would be? A lot. $107 million. The man... Okay. Two years from now, do you want to know what... So next year, his cap hit is fine. It's like $35 million. Mm-hmm. Two years from now, it jumps to 40-something million. The year and three years from now, $55 million cap hit. That is best quarterback in the league money. And he's playing garbage. He's awful right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you cannot count on Russell Wilson. I mean, at this point, he might as well just own the team. Nobody wants to go see them. Like, what do you want? Would you ever go to a Broncos game right now as long as Russell Wilson's playing the way that he is? Only when Kansas City's there. Yeah, exactly. You go to root against the Broncos. So, the Broncos have a huge problem. John Elway has probably sealed his fate as the GM because he can't get a quarterback in there. He has not been able to since he got Peyton Manning to coast in on the strength of that defense. Yeah. It's, they can't get a quarterback to save their life. They tried with Drew Locke. They tried with Brock Osweiler. They've tried with... who? Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon, yeah. He was a seventh-round pick. That's right. Um, Denver's a problem, and it's not going to be good anytime soon. Their star running back's hurt. There is nobody who is really fantasy relevant anymore because of Russell Wilson. So I was going to say, is this for sure a front office problem or is it just the player problem? Because Seattle, when Russ was there, they were great. You know, they went to Super Bowl, but they're still doing good. So Pete Carroll's kind of proving that it's him. Also, like... But also, here's the thing. We got to say kudos to Seattle for seeing the decline on Russ and being willing to move him. Yeah. So is this just a front office of not being able to actually grade talent? Or is this just terrible players? I think it's I think it's a systematic problem. 
They cannot evaluate talent at the quarterback position, but they can sure evaluate defensive talent. So whoever is scouting defense for them is great. But it's a front office problem because you hired a head coach who is making the problem worse. You traded away your entire future for this one player and then signed him to a massive extension, which is going to make your team worse for many years. Yeah. Um, I mean, you said it offline. Russell Wilson still has not thrown as many touchdowns as there are bathrooms in his house. Yeah. He's thrown eight and there's 12 bathrooms in his house. Yeah. Um, Denver is just a fantasy wasteland this year. Yeah. So. And and to think we we had hope for one of the receivers. We had a lot of hope for Cortland Sutton. And let's let's just take a look and gander at how badly he's been doing. Oh, I can go pull that up. It's been I've got it. Um okay. 11 19 17 16 12 3 5 2 so he's consistent as a wide receiver two or three. And then after the bye, uh, he went 12, 13, and 13. What's he averaging on a on a per-week basis, per-game basis? 11, 11 and, a half. and a half. Yeah. So he's a wide receiver three. He's a flex play. Uh, we were really high on him. We thought that Russell Wilson could have turned him into the next DK or Tyler Lockett. He was going to fill that role, but it just isn't isn't doing it. Yeah, Denver, they I think they need to just go into a complete rebuild. Somehow they need to get rid of Russell's uh, contract and find a good quarterback. Good luck trading that contract or cutting it. Because yes. if you cut that, you cannot get any... You won't be able to go use that money on anything because you won't have any money. Yeah. So, all right, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Aaron, welcome. We appreciate the likes. And we're back, guys. Thanks, Calvin. <laughs> hey, so the people the people want what the people want. We're live on TikTok as well. We got to give them, you know, the interaction, <laughs> the, the pizzazz, you know. Maybe that's why we struggle for viewership, but we're doing a podcast. I thought know? it was your bald head. That could be it, too. Oh, Aaron's here. Hey, <laughs> yeah, what's that's up, That's what Aaron? I was saying. I didn't welcome it's Aaron. It's definitely a lack of pizzazz. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll break out the sequins, and Ryan will do the hula next time. That's a big fat no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll just have Jody come over and do cooking in the kitchen while we record. That way we can just have oh, a video on her. Yeah, that's so much pizzazz. There we go. <laughs> sure. Uh, we want to welcome jody to the podcast she is known in the podcast league as the woman and is constantly battling it out to find out who is the most wisconsin uh with laura who's currently winning that jody she says she is but i don't think that that's possible well because i don't know that we actually set parameters but i think just in general in life i mean where was she to watch the packers game last night Oh, geez, I don't know. But I believe in the words of our rampaging idiots um, that Laura being the worst team coming in and beating you (laughs) is like the Packers going and beating the Cowboys. And so at that point, she was voted most Wisconsin. 
Ouch. I don't ever want to be the Cowboys in whatever metaphor you're using. <laughs> well, the Cowboys are, it's not a metaphor. It's what happened on Thanksgiving. I know. I I watched that one too. But <laughs> yeah, I can't believe she beat me. That was painful. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. we all have our tough times. We all have our bad our bad fantasy football weeks, most of them just come easier to, to, you know, some just come easier to most of us than others. Myself very much included in that. (laughs) Um, I'm looking back at that game and feeling sad about it right now. You, you really should. Uh, That was when, I think that was the week that uh, Edward Zolaire became injured and, um, I got zero points from him. But but Chief see, Jody, player let been, me down. If you'd been listening to us, you would have known to offload Clyde long before that week. Yeah, it's become the Isaiah Pacheco show in Kansas City, and it's yeah. not even close. I can't remember which league it was in, but I drafted or not drafted. I picked up Pacheco because I was like, okay, I'm getting ready, and then. Apparently, it wasn't this league. Uh, clearly not. <laughs> That's okay. That was weird. That was very weird. What happened? Uh, we just got some alien interference. Ryan's not wearing his tinfoil hat, so. Oh, uh, well. I don't even see where the blip would be on our recording. But yeah, yeah that was oh, really well. weird. It's all right. Uh, so, Jody, one thing that we ask everybody who comes on as a guest on the show is tell us about your fantasy football experience. Um, like in 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 life, in my total fantasy football yeah. experience. Yeah, not just this here's, year on the podcast. Here's what it boils down to: I pay attention every freaking week. I switch my players out. I'm on my bye weeks, paying attention, and I always do crappy. And this year, I'm not. I'm in four leagues, and in my lowest one, I'm in fourth place. So, like, things are going well, but I keep getting comments from people like Trent who are like, what's happening? Like, is something wrong? So, I feel like I have been uh, underestimated, and this is my year. I'm going to win one of those four leagues. Okay. Okay. It's probably not this one, but good luck to you in those four <gasps> leagues. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Me and Jamal Williams, we're going all the way. You know, Jamal looks like a great pick this year. We teased you about him before, but that that coaching staff loves him. This is the thing. I just feel like he was underused in Green Bay because, I mean, he had other great players that the load was you know, split between and like Aaron Rodgers loved him, made comments in the press about that often. And so I think he's just finally found a team where he can actually shine. Yeah, I would agree. Um, And I I believe you all made me eat a spicy wing for that. And so no, you took him after the 10th round. Yeah. Because he was important to me. That wouldn't have been spicy, spicy, but like maybe we made you eat a wing. I'd have to go back and listen. Oh, we can, we can check the tapes, but uh, I'm pretty sure I had a wing, and I'm pretty sure that 
I would like if I could regurgitate that wing and make you eat it, I would. But, you know, that'd be gross. <laughs> no, I would not eat that wing. <laughs> well, um, looking... That's my fantasy football experience. I love it. I get excited and I often get sad, but not this year so much. Looking at our uh, standings right now, you're sitting fourth. Yep. Yeah. You're not doing terrible. No. She's sitting fourth um, at six and six, and there are four teams in this league that are six and six. And, yeah. So, I mean, it's really anybody's game to make the playoffs. Am I not counting six? I'm counting six teams yeah, that are six, six and six. six, and six. Sorry. Ryan didn't scroll. And then me at five and seven, and then Matt at three and nine. Yeah, no, there's yeah, a, the to- the good. toilet king. Yeah, so I mean, you're you're obviously in the playoffs. You've got, I mean, you've got a decent chance. Let's see, let's look at who you. I beat Logan a couple weeks ago. That's always so it a can good, be done. That, yep. <laughs> that's always good. Um, so you play Taylor this coming week, um, who just destroyed me i mean i just had a terrible week and he i mean they'll they'll talk about it i'm i know taylor will talk about his team and how they absolutely destroyed me oh he's gonna just absolutely roast you over a fire yeah yeah yeah. i don't even know if i want to listen to this this week's episode from them but you've got taylor (laughs) this week right now you're projected to win hopefully you do um because just doing that you'd move up into third and I mean, well, it would come down because I'm going to win this week. I'm playing the Toilet King. Um, so that's a, a win. Yeah, but you're you're beneath her. So your win doesn't really matter right now. We're, so we're talking about Jody and her potential to win the league because that's what she was just sure, talking sure, about. Sure. Um, <laughs> is Nick, this not the is this upcoming week not the first uh, round of playoffs? Nope. No, this I think this is final week. Is this final week? This or? is the last week of the regular season, yeah. Yeah. So Nick is When I go to week 15 in the app, it shows me a bracket. Shows it 15 that's um, our playoffs? This is week 13 that we're playing right now. Yeah. So week week 15 is our playoffs, not week 14. So two more weeks. Two more weeks, yep. So yeah. So Nick's currently projected to lose. Oh. And Logan's going to destroy me next week as well. So there could be, if you beat Taylor and Nick actually loses, you could jump up into second and have a first round bye. Oh, I, I like that. That sounds nice. Well, then you better actually play and pay attention. <laughs> I am. You you told us earlier you're not. That's the thing, Jody, is you told us earlier on this call that you weren't paying attention this year. No, 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 she's... no, no, no. I said I wasn't listening to the, every episode of the podcast. Okay, whatever. But that I got Pacheco because I was, I was paying attention. I think someone beat me to it in this league. Probably. So yeah, um, do you have anything to say to Calvin from a few weeks back from when he was roasting you? Um. You didn't you didn't read him the text message that I sent? I did. I did. I just wondered if you had anything else that you wanted to say to him. 
Uh, what remind me what place Calvin's in? Um, I got to scroll for that. Hold on. I am. Seven. <laughs> said I'm also six and six. We have the same record. Okay, but what place are you in? <laughs> Seventh. <laughs> okay. Listen, got like, a little ways to climb there. Yeah, but I mean, if you want to look about at our head-to-head record, um, I'm still beating you. I believe that's what I did when I responded in text message. I went back and looked at our scores every week of the season to that point, and I would have beat you the majority of the time. You know, that's great, but I beat you the week that we played each other, and that's what matters. <laughs> that that was an unfortunate timing for me, but um, per, perhaps we'll meet again. If you don't end up in the toilet bowl. Oh, ouch. And he is one spot out of it currently. Yeah, we'll fix that. Yeah, who's he playing this week? Matt, the toilet king. Watch. Oh, how beautiful would that be? If Matt gets his toilet king to put you in the toilet bowl. (laughs) You know, it would be karma at its finest. But here's the thing I'm still kicking Ryan's butt. Yeah. Well, aren't aren't we? We are. Not in Dynasty. Okay, sure. I don't know I, how I your team is winning in Dynasty. Leagues. Hey, that's that's the one league I'm doing good in out of my five, <laughs> so that's the one that I'm going to hold on to hope with. And see, this is the one league that I'm actually performing in the league, like the performing the worst in, out of all my leagues. So, I mean, uh, technically, same actually. So, uh, you know, there you go. I had. I was two first place, a second place, and a fourth place. So, I'm, well, congratulations I'm, on doing well. That's why I'm saying I've got to win one. This I, this is the trick of fantasy football to me: is you join enough leagues, and eventually you'll win one. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you also have to pay attention, but you just got to increase your odds. Yeah. And pull off a miracle yeah. sometimes. Occasionally. Pray really, really hard. <laughs> okay. Uh, Calvin, do you have anything Freaking else? Team Werner is who's pulling off a... Look Mir- at his points for. Miracles every week. That's what he's doing. Yeah. How? How? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because he beat me this week. And I don't know how he did if it. If it was just points for, he would be in ninth place. Yep. No, he'd be in last. No, Lomas Packer doesn't have quite as many. Oh, oh yeah, I see that now. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he'd so, be solidly in ninth place. Maybe his luck will run out in the playoffs. Maybe. Or maybe he's peaking at the right time. That might be what he's telling everybody. Uh, of course he would, but you know, <laughs> we'll we'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's uh, let's wrap things up. I've got four waiver wire ads for you going into the playoffs. For, for you, Jody. Okay. No, this listen, is for everybody. Listen, Jody. <laughs> These are just for me. <laughs> um, guys that you should be paying attention to uh, because of injuries or because of production. Uh, the very first one is Isaiah McKenzie. He needs to be owned in all leagues. He is taking over that wide receiver two role um, in – Buffalo, which we know can be a prolific offense. We've seen Gabriel Davis score really well. McKenzie is starting to take that torch. 
Um, it is Stefan Diggs, and it is Isaiah McKenzie now. Those are the guys that you really want to own. Gabe Davis is still going to have a ton of value because I think that that offense can support three pass catchers. But Isaiah McKenzie is the guy that I want going into the playoffs if I don't have Stefan Diggs. The second is Zay Jones. What did we see? At, we talked about it already with the Jaguars. What did we see at the end of the game? Who did they go to? They went to Zay Jones in clutch moments. They've gone to Christian Kirk all year, and I think that they will continue to go there, but Zay Jones is forcing his way into being a fantasy playoff relevant player. Some other guys that you need to be paying attention to. Um, at running back, you need to, if you are a Travis Etienne owner, you need Jamichael Hasty on the back end of your roster. It looks like Etienne's going to play, right? They said he had a foot issue. He was completely cleared to come back, but they wanted to play it safe. This That's smart for this team, right? That's a good football move. But Jamichael Hasty came in and was quietly running back five on the week, filling in for Travis Etienne. He's somebody that needs to be on your radar as an insurance back. And then we also saw, and this is great because he was just traded in our dynasty league. Uh, Najee Harris went down with an injury and could miss some time. And so Benny Snell is the running back that you want in that backfield. He was more productive than Najee was coming in as a backup. Um, I think that that team had a little bit of uh, spark and Benny Snell was there to help provide that. So those are the four people that you need to be watching for on your waiver wire this week. They're worth a back end of the bench stash. I know it's week four. Where, what are we? Week 13? Week 12. We're going into week 13. Oh, yeah. 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 So week 13 starts now. Um, it's going to be... Your roster is pretty, pretty well set. You're just filling in the last two weeks of buys. Those are the guys that you need to be looking for. Uh, one more, though, because uh, I can't remember if we mentioned him last week when Joe Mixon got hurt. Samaje, Samaje, Samaje P. P. Ryan. As long as Mixon is still in the concussion protocol, P. Ryan has value. Yeah. He was still in the in the protocol as of this morning. Yeah. So, But concussions are nonlinear, and he can come back at any time. Uh, but Brian Hoyer is still on the IR for the Patriots for a concussion. That is roster manipulation to get an extra coach in the room. Let's be very real, and let's <laughs> call that what it is. So concussions apparently can last a whole season. They can. That's uh, true. But but yeah. That's it. That's all I got for you this week. Okay. Next week is our playoff primer, playoff previews, so be watching for those. Okay. Uh, Jody, do you have anything else you would like to say? Um, power to the woman. <laughs> okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll take it. All okay, right, guys. Well, that's going to be the show. Uh, as always, be a friend, tell a friend. Um, go follow us on Twitter at FFB underscore EX idiots. And you know what? Just go have a good day. Go go have a good one. Sounds like a great idea to me. Okay. We'll see you later. <laughs>